good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. I'm Neil Barker, and I'm delighted to announce that we're going to be launching a new podcast called The Three Peacocks. There'll be myself, Neil, Bo, and Simon. He'll meet Bo and Simon a bit later. So what are we going to do? So we're going to talk about Leeds United from a US perspective. We're all based in Colorado, and we're going to shoot the breeze each week, talking about the latest news, the latest gossip, the latest transfers. What about the 49ers? What about the new Saudi league and the Saudi uh, takeover? We're going to be talking about um, current topics, the Peacock Badge, the return of the Peacock Badge, as they say, um, and the history behind that. Uh, we've got about over 100 years of Leeds United experience between us, and we're just going to start this off informally and build it up and have some fun as we go. So this is going to be... Hi everybody, I'm Neil. I'm Bo. And I'm Simon. And together we're the Three Peacocks. We're coming to you just after the game today against Sheffield Wednesday. I have to say we're not quite as happy as last week, but we're, we're doing okay. I think there was enough there in the performance for us to see some light between now and the end of the season. So um, looking forward to talking about that later. So we are the US-based Leeds United superfans who want to get together, who like to get together to talk all things Leeds. And then from recent games to club news to memorabilia to really the stateside perspective on, on our team, on Leeds. So join us each week as we cover Leeds, just as three guys in the US, USA marching on together. Um, and this is episode two. So welcome to episode two in today's podcast. We're going to be, first of all, discussing the uh, transfer window. Obviously, that closed uh, yesterday. So I think we're all relieved and we can all sleep now. And then we're going to talk about today's game. And then finally, we're going to just talk about Leeds United Americas. Mike Bellwood, the founder of Leeds United Americas, is going to be joining us next week. So we just want to introduce some thoughts on Leeds United Americas. So let's talk about um, the transfer window. So Simon, I'll hand over to you first for your analysis. Yeah, I mean, I think it was okay. I was... You know, yesterday was a very sort of stressful day because, you know, and I had to recharge my phone about three times, you know, because I was scrolling through, scrolling through, scrolling through. But, you know, ultimately, you know, although we've lost Sinistera um, and, you know, we've got Anthony, you know, you know, coming back, you know, as a replacement, I generally think that the window has gone, you know, very well. Uh, I think we're a lot stronger than we were, you know, particularly thinking about, you know, the, you know, the, the Nadir after, you know, Birmingham and we thought that everything was just, everything had fallen apart. And um, so, you know, based on that, you know, and some of the signings that we've made over the last month or so, you know, I, I'm really, uh, really positive, and uh, I think you know it, it's really now Farker's team going forward, and you know we can see, you know, based on what we've seen today, that you know the the, the team is playing to that style. You know, we didn't win today, but you know there were some really good things. So uh, overall, you know, I'm really confident, and um, 
you know, if people, you know, like Leon Cooper said, you know, if people don't want to play to Leeds, you know, with Leeds, they should f off. Yes. yes. You know, I think that's probably very what, true. What and did you think about the loan deal for Sinistera versus the sell, the actual sell for forty million or whatever he was quoted for? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think there's probably a bit more to this than meets the eye. You know, everybody seems to say, oh, well, we shouldn't have done it. But I'm sure that there are lots of um, nuances to this that we don't know about. And, you know, I think we should probably, you know, based on what's happened over the last six or eight weeks, we should probably trust, uh, you know, leads to a be doing the yes. right thing, even though we might not understand it, yeah. you know, there, in terms of yesterday. There appears to have been a legal dispute between him and the club driven by his agent, which is why the club went for the loan, because if they weren't going to loan him or agree to move to the Premiership, then it appears they might have been in court. I think they'd rather the loan take place and hence they pushed at the last minute for a player exchange. So we probably got the best out of it we could. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm. you know, the, the mm. problem is that you know we've got this whole uh, uh, Augustine thing hanging over our head. And, you know, we haven't dealt with legal issues very well, so you know, uh, keep out of court. <laughs> <laughs> probably keeping out of court is probably a good plan, but you know, we 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 don't know. We're just speculating, but you know, I, right. I, 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 I think you know we need to trust mm. in the 49ers, mm. uh, you know, and the, you know the leadership that they've. Uh, made a sensible decision in difficult circumstances. Right. Yeah. What's interesting about football is that decisions get made, but as fans we want to know what goes on behind the scenes. We want the communication to be transparent, and we can't always know, so therefore we're left understanding why did this happen. At least this information came out to try and explain why we did a loan, because it, on the face of it, it makes no sense at all to do a loan of your best player at the end of the window right now. 100%. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think, um, you know, as, as Simon said, I think that, that this is, Farka's got his stamp on it now. I mean, obviously we strengthened uh, midfield, which we needed to strengthen. Um, I still think that we probably could have strengthened left back, but we're Leeds United and we don't believe in getting a left back. Um, I mean, that's been true for the last 15, 20 years. But yes, and looking at what we've done, the additions that we've made, um, and then the strength, too, that I think the ownership showed in. I mean, there are reports that we had offers of $20 million, $25 million for Somerville, uh, for Nanto, um, even offers potentially for Jorginho, and we knocked those back. Um, and so I think that yeah. that was – it was key to keep our core, our nucleus. Um, and I think now, too, when you look at the team, I think there's more balance than yes. we had last year. Well, um, I think if, if we knew – at the end of the window, we would keep Nanto and some of them. We would have all taken it, right? Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, and I think that in strengthening um, in, in strengthening our fullbacks, our midfield, and now we have, and, and then in, in the addition of uh, Piro, which I think is going to be incredible. We'll get to his game today, um, but I think he's going to come good for us. And so I think that you see that spine that, that Farka has really strengthened and, and and brought a lot of stability to. And I think that that positions us well going forward. Um, Yeah, and also, you know, we were talking about this during the game, you know, Shackleton has been a revelation. Absolute revelation. You know, a new signing. You know, um, know, and I think, you know... And Spence coming on today. Yeah. I think think he's the future. 
you know, um, you know, in recent years, you know, Shackleton, you know, has probably, you know, been seen as a, uh, you know, real potential, you know, superstar. But you know, over the last couple of years, he's really gone down. Yes. But you know, over the last, you know, particularly this season, you know, he's shown that you know he can really, you know, fulfil, you know, that sort of, uh, you know utility role that you know, Dallas used to do and uh, uh, you know I think Shackleton has been amazing I you couldn't know. agree more and I think with Shackleton he hardly played last year for Millwall when he was on loan and they always say take advantage of an opportunity when it comes to you and mm. there's so many great examples where midfielders have been converted to fullbacks and mm. other utility positions and I think he's really sees and going forward the amount of opportunities is great like even today there were two or three opportunities Obviously, midweek we'll talk about that. He created the goal, the goal as well. Sorry. Absolutely, but yeah, yeah. And well, and when you're talking about Shackleton too, and we're talking about the transfer window as a whole, I think one of the things that we have that we didn't have last year. Of course, we didn't know that at the time, but I think that we have players that want to play for Leeds. Yes, United. yes, yes. Um, and it's it's clearly evident that last year we had a we had a lot of players that wanted to come to Leeds because we were in the Premier League. They didn't want to necessarily wear the badge. They didn't want to honor the shirt. They didn't want to represent all that Leeds United represents, but they wanted to play in the, prim play in the Premier League. And this year, um, I think that you have a group of players that have said yes to Leeds United, even Leeds in the championship. And I think when you want to play for Leeds, when you understand Leeds, then I think that that changes yeah. the narrative. Yeah. I agree. So what, what does that mean for all the guys that have gone out on loan? You know, this year, you know, if, you know, if, and, you know, it's a big if, you know, if we got back to the Premier League, you know, how many of those players would we actually want to bring back into the first team? Uh, zero. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, well, Harrison yeah. Might, <laughs> might come back, right? And you might, Adam, Adams was a sale, so he's not coming back. And then Sinistera, that's not improbable that Bournemouth go down. And then Sinister wants to come back to Leeds because we're in the Premier League, right? If yeah, that happens. And, so there's and, just, and there's just no way. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Um, right. So I think from my standpoint, I think it's probably been one of the most important transfer windows in living memory. We know who the outs have been, and then we know now who the ins have been. So um, I wouldn't say, as the San Francisco 49ers quoted, it's been an aggressive transfer window, but I think they've done just enough to give a us and to give Farker a squad that's capable of at least getting in the playoffs and it's too soon to talk about some of them because we all know from last year that many players came from the Austrian league and they could not adapt to the premiership so it's we've got to see how, how things turn out but clearly Perot has top pedigree and I'm excited you know one goal in every other game is is going to be interesting to see and yeah I, th I, th I think that you know the difference is Neil that you know in terms of our overall strategy you know we've been very much focused on a manager and players who've proved that they can do it mm -hmm. you know in the championship yes. you know whether that's you know Spence or Rodan or you know whoever you know Anthony you know who we brought yep. in as a replacement for Sinistera you know, is people who, who understand what that league means and can do, you know, understand what it means to be successful in that league. So that I think that's a big difference to what we've had you know, before. Yes, yes. 
we certainly got strength and depth. Now, if you look across the team in all the positions, we've probably got two players for every position. Yes, some might be playing multiple positions, but we've got that strength and depth. We are going to be able to field a full bench now going forward, and particularly after the break. So I think we've got, you know, we've got a, a squad capable of um, the playoffs at least. Yeah, and you know, you, we've probably all seen the the chats online, but um, the question is, is our squad now stronger than our squad was last year? Um, and we'll see. I mean, you know, the proof is in the pudding. I think that is that a Yorkshire term. Um, <laughs> yeah, <it's> yeah. definitely <laughs> Yorkshire. a Yorkshire term. Yeah. And uh, and I think that we'll see, but. But I would make the argument that on paper, probably our squad has the potential now um, to be better than we were yes. last year. Yes, I agree. Okay, well, we're coming live from the Flight Hotel today just after seeing the uh, normal draw with Sheffield Wednesday. So let's talk about today's game and the game midweek. The, is it 9-8 nine, nine, or 10-9 loss <laughs> on penalties? It's NFL, NFL scores here, but... Um, Oh, what, what are your reflections on today in midweek? Yeah, well, I'll take today first. Um, today was a mixed bag for me. I felt like we played fairly well um, in watching some of the Farkas teams um, in previous. I don't think that we played with the same tempo that we need to be successful and to break teams down. I do think Sheffield Wednesday came um, and they played for a draw. I think that they had that, um, that low block and really just set up to, to go nil-nil. Um, and I think that we were patient, we showed resolve, um, I think that we need a little bit more quality in the final third. I think that we got in some good positions, um, and I just think that our, for some reason it felt like we were a little discombobulated in the final third where um, we weren't as much in the Ipswich game and even in the midweek. Um, and I think that as we continue to grow, like one of the things I, I saw today was it, it felt like because we didn't, in my opinion, we didn't play with the same tempo, it just felt like we had um, players that were a little bit tired or players that were, were some of the first times they had played together. Um, and you get that uh, when you bring a team together um, and you add you know, seven or eight um, new players. Is it, it just felt like that at times the layoffs, um, the passes were just missing the mark. And it just felt like that we were... And which we are, a team that is in transition. And I think that going forward these two weeks now for the international break will really give uh, Farka and our coaches a chance um, to really gel our team together. Um, so I was I was disappointed. I mean, if you were to tell me that, would you take a nil-nil draw against Sheffield Wednesday um, at Ellen Road? I would say absolutely not. Um, but we'll take a point. Uh, we'll keep going. We know that these are early doors, and we know that the championship is a long slog of 46 games. Um, yeah, you know, I think as we, you know, we all discussed during the game, uh, you know, it felt a little bit like some of the early Bielsa games, mm -hmm. you know, where you know we, we played really well, but you know, in the final third, you know, we didn't make it happen, and you know, we we should have won games that we drew or 16 ultimate, shots, 16 or, shots today, <laughs> or ultimately, you know, the the we lost, but um, I, I, I think, you know, Bo, that, you know, I feel really encouraged by today. Uh, you know, I thought there was some really good play. You know, I think it's very clear that, uh, you know, the players understand how Farker wants to play. Uh, I think we've got players that can... Uh, worked that model 
you know, it's still a work in progress. Uh, like you, you know, hugely disappointed that we didn't win because I, I thought we were going to win 5 0 today, but you know, maybe that was my mm -hmm. you know, crazy uh, you know, um, uh, ambition for the team. Uh, but having said that, I think in most areas of the pitch we looked reasonably good. Um, I'm still worried about ailing. Uh, I, I think Spence is going to be a good addition in that space. Still worried about the leadership that you know, Ailing provides, but there are things that we need to tweak to get us better over the coming weeks. And I'm sure you know Fark has got the uh, you know the ability and the uh, understanding to make it all happen. Yeah, and and we celebrate the clean sheet, right? I mean, first time in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, with Farka, I mean, you know, this is the first first game. That we anyway, it was still goal. pretty scary at well, times I mean, today, wasn't I it? I think in some ways it was typical Leeds today. Everybody was saying we're going to win, we're going to win five <laughs> nil. Yeah, yeah. And then we come out struggling to get a nil nil draw. They could have easily scored one or two in the end. And yeah, that's typical. That you should never have high expect expectations going into a game because every game is difficult, whether you're in the Premier League or whether you're in the Championship. And yeah, they improve that. Yeah, and Simon, I do think mm -hmm. that you bring up a great point with Ailing's leadership that he provides. Um, because to bring in Spence, I mean, you, you know, then how young is our squad? Mm -hmm. If you bring in Spence in place of Ailing, yes. Um, I mean, is anyone is anyone over the age of twenty five? No, there isn't Just anybody. <laughs> Manager. <Yeah. laughs> no, I think. Um, Myself, going back to midweek, I've never known a time when we've had 33 shots versus five and 16 versus two corners at Salford. And it seems like NFL scores for all of us in the States here, not, not scores in a football game. And it was going to be that type of night where we were going to lose on penalties. And I just want to say a few things about penalties. And I think there's a, there's a craft in, in taking a penalty. And it's, it's not only the the pressure like in most of football you've not got a long time to think but taking penalty there's a long time to think there's a craft of taking a penalty there's the mentality there's then the skill of where you place it how you place it where you're looking and, and the crowd and everything in the background here and the timing and then the connecting of the ball and the placement I thought it, it was ironic that Ruta missed his penalty and that for me is this, he's a player that's evolving. I think there's potential there, but he's nowhere 30 million talent at the moment. And I was disappointed that he missed a penalty. I, a good, good player should be scoring penalties. Um, but I think it's um, he's been pushed too hard with that big price tag on his head, and he needs to be carefully developed now. Today, again, I'm, I'm disappointed. I think I'm frustrated. Uh, we had a penalty call that wasn't given. I think it was a clear penalty for us all in the replay. Like, clear play penalties just as clear as you're going to get. I thought Nonto was the man of the match. I thought Somerville had a good game. Perot was slightly off today. You know, hopefully his goals are going to come next week. Buta obviously had, had a couple of chances as well. I think Gray and Ampadu are turning into a wonderful partnership in front of the defence. Like they really understand each other, they complement each other. It's a wonderful partnership here. And there's been a lot of talk at Leeds. Why do we need a left back? We have Shackleton, we have Byram, we have Furpo. Furpo's not everybody's cup of tea, I understand. Uh, Yorkshire tea, of course, but um, <laughs> we've got three. I'm not surprised we didn't bring a left back in because we've got three players now, and Byram has really settled there well. He's saying today, I was listening on the radio coming 
into Denver that Byron has played at left back for Norwich for a number of seasons, and mm. everybody thinks we need a, we absolutely don't need a left back, and I think that's why we ended up with the players we did. And so I think, given uh, the injuries that are coming back after the break, we're going to have a very good bench. We're going to have competition for places, and I think we're going to have a very strong team to, to move us forward throughout last season, as we're sort of all saying. I think we're all mildly positive from day yes, so not a great result because Ipswich, so Ipswich. Um, Chipper Wednesday came 4-5-1 to defend and that's what they did and we just couldn't get through that and we're going to have time now for the players to gel and to build systems and techniques between them and tactics to, to work through this so I think a, a good future and I'm still hopeful of the playoffs um, Yeah, sure. I, I must admit you know, we, we've talked about this during the game You know, I'm a lot more confident about Rutter than either of you two I think and you know, I I can see an absolutely fantastic player there. You know, and we need to harness it. You know, we saw the goal against uh, Ipswich, you know, last weekend, which was a worldie. Mm. And I I I think he's maybe at a different level yes. to the championship. And we've just got to make sure that we meld him into that team so that he can provide you know the value that we're looking for. Um, I'm. I I wouldn't have sold him, you know. If you know there were talk, there was talk about so you know, twenty five million, million for yes, him. Yes. I wouldn't have sold yes, him for yeah. twenty five million. Yeah. I th I think you know he has a huge potential to be you know the fulcrum of our team. You know, and we'll like, find out whether that's true. You know, we just, we you know, the this, proof yeah. is in the pudding, the Yorkshire <laughs> pudding. Right. We, we spoke about so I. I don't disagree. I think there's a lot of potential there. We saw, you know, last week with the goal and some of the moves that he's able to make. I just don't see him as a £30 million player. And again, when we were talking about this, I probably would have sold him for 25, taken the money. Although, how would we replace him? That's the challenge. And replacing him would have been hard. So I think it's a difficult decision. So do you see him as a £15 million player? Probably a 7 to 10, to be honest, given what he's... And looking at him last season, last season, he, his first touch was terrible. He was off the game. It's absolutely not not at the level of the Premier League. Yeah, but he never played. You know, I, know, I mean, I know. how can you criticise somebody yeah. who was, you know, not? I mean, mm. I, I think confidence is a huge thing. Mm. It, you know, it, you know, particularly with you know strikers. Mm. And, you know, I mean, there was a lot to you know for him to feel very a huge lack of confidence. Mm. So. I'm hoping that you know Farku is going to build that up, and you know whether it's a 10 million, 15, or a 30 million player that you know, we actually get the best yes, of him this season. Are we? Do we know what his best best position is yet? Because I feel like when he's played as a nine, no. he's been terrible. Yes, um, I think that he can play in the ten role. But then there's times when he just goes out of the game far too much for me. And so then I think, well, would he be better wide? But then we've got, you know, Somerville and Nanto out there. He's yes. going to bring them in. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see and a little bit anxious to see, too, where we position him and where his best position is. Um, because I think if he can figure that out, then I think you might can unlock him in a way that maybe um, we didn't see last I agree. year. I agree. I think we all agree. We see potential. We will know at the end of the season 
you know, where that's lying, whether Simon's right or whether we are mm. concerned. And sorry about the noise in the background. We are live at the Fight Club <laughs> Centre here. <laughs> but we're actually in the bowling alley, yeah. believe it or not, but you can't see this. Anyway, okay. So, yeah. Next up, we wanted to talk a little bit about Leeds United America. So uh, we're having our first guest coming to join us next week. That's going to be Mike Bellwood. Um, Mike founded Leeds United Americas, which we're all part of, I think it's some 30 years ago now. Um, I think it's 31. All, to it 31? Exact. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So if we all go back 31 years, I don't even know what that year is, but it's probably sometime in the 80s. Um, there was no real internet. There were no live streaming games of the Premier League. Um, I think I, I was over at that time. You would be lucky if you got Leeds United on the shortwave radio. I remember the exciting times of going to Harvard Square to find a newspaper stand and get the Daily Mail. That's how limited the interaction was possible with, with the UK. So Mike had the foresight to set up some clubs. I remember some of those clubs, they were watching the games um, on their computers in pubs at the time. That's how primitive it was. And then he has uh, developed the infrastructure for us now to have, I think, some 20 different uh, local um, clubs throughout the country and we're here today our three peacocks were part of the um, the Colorado uh, Legion United Supporters Club so we're excited to have Mike join us next week to talk about um, his initial vision for where we are Mike's going to be stepping down uh, shortly if he hasn't already um, we're excited about you know where where we can go in the future given our ownership is uh, 49s Enterprises so so both yeah um, yeah, so mm. I think 31 years ago it would have taken us to actually to 92. 92. So 1992. Um, yeah, and I, mm. I can't say much about Leeds from 92 because I only started following in the 99-2000 season. Uh, we won um, the uh, First Division Championship, just to remind you. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Small events of that time. Oh, but yeah. Batty, um, Strachan, um, etc. Oh, yeah. Mm. But I, I'm really excited to have Mike on um, next, uh, next week. Just as a way to to also thank and, and honor the contribution, the incredible contribution that he's made to seeing um, Leeds United Americas grow um, here, especially within North America uh, and the United States in particular. And I think uh, I had a conversation with with Mike uh, earlier this week, and he never, in his wildest imagination, envisioned um, anything that's what Leeds United Americas has become. Um, it was a guy that that simply wanted, came to America, he'd actually thought, and, and I won't tell his story because I'm looking forward to, to you all uh, hearing his story, um, but he thought he had left football behind. And uh, So and, did I, I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes to America and I think he, he lands in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken at the time, maybe his first yes. place, and, uh, and then just wants to, to watch. Uh, you know, the beloved whites and, and to find a, a way to, to connect with Leeds. Mm. And then through that, just over time, um, wanting to make um, the process of seeing Leeds um, much more uh, simple and then helping kind of an on-ramp for others to um, also get connected to different supporters groups. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, so I, I think that we've yep. all benefited from Leeds United Americas um, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited for him to tell so his story. I, I remember meeting him at the Don Revy statue dinner back in the day, so looking forward to connecting with him. And what year was that? I think it was the early 2000s. It was a fundraiser for the statue, so we had dinner and I got introduced by the um, the leader of that 
group to a whole bunch of people in America. I never thought there were other fans, and I was in Hawaii at the time. And mm. so yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, Simon. Yeah, no, really looking forward to uh, you know thinking about how we can grow uh, you know Leeds United in the Americas, and uh, I think there's a strong you know business case for that. You know. Uh, particularly Win football business, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's probably business lingo, but you know, I do believe that there are a lot of people who would be very interested, you know, in um, tapping into the UK soccer culture who are not necessarily associated with. Man United, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, and um, I think our job is to explain how much fun you know it can be, you know, supporting a um, when a, a team that is not actually at the top that loses probably more games than it wins, but actually it can still be a lot of fun, and I think. What we've done today, you know, with everybody here today, with the kids, you know, playing, you know, um, you know, sort of five aside afterwards, and you know, falling over and <laughs> creating an embarrassment, you know, it was just an absolutely fantastic day, and uh, you know, I'm sure that would be, um, it would be fun for lots of people. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't believe that you know, we should be very restricted about you know, the group that we're looking for. You know, I think there are a lot of people who would find fun in what we've done today. Yeah. And you know, we need to grow that. Yeah. And you know what else would be fun? I mean, I know, Simon, that you often mention the fact that we don't win every week, which is true. Mm. I, I think that we could have a lot of fun winning every week at the same time, too, though. <laughs> <laughs> win more, right? It'd be nice to win more. Yeah, it would like, be nice to win more uh, anyway. Okay, well, um, hope you've enjoyed today's podcast, episode two. Uh, we're going to call a wrap on it now, and we'll look forward to seeing you all next week. I said with Mike as our guest, so um, we'll say goodbye from me, Neil. Goodbye from both. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs>